Welcome to Molly and Pete Save Christmas. I'm Molly. And I'm Pete. And we're back by popular demand. <laughs> Is it by popular demand? We've had some requests to come back. And by some, you mean one? <laughs> I've had a couple. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're doing this for two people. <laughs> You've had one, so that's three. <laughs> We've had some technical difficulties, and this may not even sound good. That's There's true. There's been a lot of check one, two, check one, two. <laughs> frantic check one twos back and forth in these different microphones well, we started watching the holiday movies around halloween yeah listen when, yeah like day they, one when they kicked off and a, a few weeks later we got all set up to record and yeah there was something there was something wrong with the recorder that i couldn't figure out what was wrong so i took it into our uh, crack engineering staff at wgn radio they used the power of wgn radio <laughs> to get this on uh and uh, my good friend bob ferguson was able to fix the recorder but then even today something was amiss well I, I like i was upstairs doing some things and you were just down here like watching muted football <laughs> <laughs> looking at your fantasy scores i'm like you don't have it set up because i know like even when it goes well there's a lot of there's a lot of like <laughs> sweating frustration core there's a lot of chords <laughs> so now there's like an easy plug it in and go there's i was like hoping to avoid all of that <laughs> a lot of times uh i'll be in this the in the main room here of our house watching football and you'll complain about being too loud so then a lot of times I'm like, ah, you know, I don't really need to. I just want to see what the plays. I don't really need the commentary. So I put it on mute. Well, I don't care that you're watching it. It's just I was hoping you would be set up. That this would be set up. So, so we've watched a lot of movies. but you. So it used to be that like we would watch one movie and we would take copious notes. And then every little bit we would talk about. It. And then at some point a couple of years ago, we got lazy. And we just are going to do doing the loose recaps. But we've watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven new Hallmark Christmas movies. But you can't remember any of them. Uh, no, like not off the top of my head. I couldn't tell you. Like what are, so, like what comes to mind when you think about what we've watched? The first one that comes to mind is the Amy Teagarden one. Yeah. She was the daughter on Friday Night Lights. And she's but, been in another. She's a Hallmark alum. Uh, and I do remember liking that one. I can't. You'd have to ref so she, refresh my memory to. Oh, the, uh, the family. Yeah. The adopted. She like worked for like a, a fostering nonprofit in New York. Works for a nonprofit in New York and has a huge apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and alone. And she has a dog and she has like a nosy neighbor, like a very Rhoda type neighbor. That's her friend. And she works to like place foster children in homes and so it turns out she'd like done a dna kit and she finds her and it comes up the results that they found a match for her biological father and um an hour away yeah so she messages him like on facebook or something like she mm -hmm. finds him on facebook and then they meet up and then she ends up spending christmas with his family in connecticut she, so she's kind you know she obviously doesn't have a family so she, as she's spending her christmas with this new family her you know what she thinks is her new family she's having a great time and she loves all these you know her her new dad and all the people around them and then she also has a romantic interest in this town yeah uh, but in the middle of it she gets a call from the dna service 
she she gets a voicemail her voicemail is left from yeah the dna you know testing company that her results were wrong and so it really wasn't her father but then it was her father there was never any explanation like (laughs) the the dna people said it wasn't her father but her father played by james tupper from men and trees (laughs) he had a picture of her mom like proving so they were they like knew that they were related but there was never any like resolution with the dna company dna company yeah and the like the love interest they had to figure out how to like insert a love interest into it so it's like a friend of the family picks her like gives her a ride but that, i thought this was a good one it was a good one yeah it and was it, a good you know, one yeah it wraps up the where you know the dad finds the old photo so that one's called my christmas family tree well he took the same dna tester yeah he got a notification that he was a, he was a match and he you know he had to explain to his, his new family that you his know, very grumpy children <laughs> how this all came about you think that he would have looked for the picture right away he was looking for it like the whole time she was there though and he couldn't find it so yeah i was troubled by that i would have looked harder and there's some names that like you know her name was patricia but he called her trish yeah there were some roadblocks that i would be (laughs) questioning like all of a sudden you're welcoming this new girl into the family i'd be a little bit more off-putish it was a good one and it checked all the like you know going ice skating inside and there's a big inflatable (laughs) santa fight uh during a montage I believe there was. Yeah. Do they go to a market? It's See, all blending uh, <laughs> together. <laughs> See, I can remember them. And then I remember... That's about all I remember. Was that the last one we watched? Yeah. We've kind of fallen off a bit in the past couple of weeks. All we do is watch Get Back. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we just sit on the sofa. You can't like move. You can't blink. You just have to watch Get Back for hours. It never ends. It never ends. It's, I don't. I think somehow Get Back is longer than the Beatles were together. I don't know how that could happen, but it's so long. But it's so, great. I mean, I like it. I very normal for a TV show to have an episode that's two hours and fifty three minutes long. <laughs> I know, like when we started, I was like, yeah, yesterday we started like at eight o'clock and I'm like, oh, you know, this will be fine. It'll be over by like 930. And I look at two hours and 56 minutes. I'm like, this is not going to end until like 11. <laughs> it was, it's a choice to say this is just going to be three parts, but they're going to be three hours long each. I mean, I, and I understand that the Beals are a fascinating subject and it is fascinating to watch them do really nothing and well like you said that there's a lot of nothing and a lot of everything that happens it's in nothing each and everything at the same time yeah but i like i'm fine just watching like george harrison sitting on a chair noodling <laughs> guitar for an hour and a half i'm fine i'm perfectly fine with that i think the music is the most boring part when they're like pl- i don't know it's boring when they're just sitting around in a circle talking to <laughs> but it's good that's all, that's all it is you know but you know when they circle. sit in the small circle with like the the like other people i find it all <laughs> they eat a lot of toast <laughs> they have a lot of toast and tea they have a lot of like tea with cream well it, it's eight hours long but i was reading today that it, their first cut was 18 hours long what are we missing man i enjoy it and uh, we will watch part three we've gotten through two yeah the, and there is uh, if we can tie this into christmas there are some really funny simply having a wonderful christmas time memes <laughs> <laughs> related to get back we're we're supposed to go to the botanic garden tonight to see like the lightscape or whatever which is supposed to be really amazing and i, I said all i really want to do is just stay home and watch the third part of get back <laughs> well, we i mean it's it's a slog to get through but we've come this far i got how does it turn out <laughs> <laughs> what could happen 
<laughs> there's like a really dramatic part in the second or moment in the second part where it's like they have an idea for where the the concert could be. <laughs> where? <laughs> Never heard this. It's just fascinating to me that the Beatles were essentially over at this point in in their lives, and none of them are thirty yet. Yeah. And they go when like because George Harrison they aged a lot in like four or five years though. This is a good look though. This is a yeah. This is my favorite. The Dirty Beatles is my favorite. <laughs> this is a, like each of them. I think are like han- they're handsome in their own way. Yeah, Paul is obviously you know handsome, and then but John has a a good look. Yeah, George has yeah. a good look. Even Ringo. Yeah, Ringo's know. an acquired taste, but I've it's a little blotchy. <laughs> Um, Speaking of musicians that don't get along, we also watched a movie called One December Night. Which one was One December Night? It's the one with Peter Gallagher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's and that guy Hall- that looks like a guy that would be in things. Yeah. And, uh, that's on a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Yeah, yeah. When you get a it's Peter a good Gallagher, one. you go Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Yeah they're, yeah, they're a musical duo, like a Simon and Garfunkel type, maybe. I, I have no idea because they're younger than that. Though they would have been like an '80s duo, I think. I was confused about the timeline, but they had been like a super popular duo, like crazy popular. It was hard to believe, and they had fought a lot, and they lived in this little town, and people would come to this little town just to see like where their the big red house was that they mm-hmm. lived or something. And to save the big red house, they need this like reunion tour, but they can't agree, and so their children are producing it and are also falling in love and their children have kind of taken over the day-to-day operations and one of them has like dementia or alzheimer's and one of the duo does yes that's like a huge plot point (laughs) the other guy not peter gallagher the other guy he's forgetting everything so that was like part of it too was doing this last show do they say that out loud or just implied no that was a huge part of the movie Hmm. because those were their two things like one of them needed money was broke Peter Gallagher. Yeah. And the other one was forgetting, you know, about all of this. So, and what happened at the end? They got together. Did yeah. They, they, they sang their, they sang, they did had their concert and they sang their fa- their hit one December night. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> which I, was no hit. <laughs> I vaguely remember that one. And I, I seem to, I seem to enjoy it. What happens a lot in these and happens a lot in everything in our life is that there is usually a point where I kind of doze off in the midst of uh, the movie. Same with, like, uh, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We'll, like, we'll sidle up on a Sunday night to watch Curb, but it's, like, 10.30, and I'm like, I, we got to wake up at 5. Why are we starting this at 10.30? And then you see, like, a Curb is, like, 45 minutes. I'm like, why are these 45 minutes? <laughs> There's the girl in it. The, do- the daughter is this girl, Eloise Mumford, who's been in the Hallmark movies, and I like her. The other guy is Bruce Campbell, who's, like, in Evil Dead in those movies. Yeah, that's who that was. Yeah. So did we not look him up before? I guess not. I thought you did. Yeah, I did look him up, and he wasn't... Some star power in this one. Are you sure that's him? That's what it says. Because I looked, up, I looked up his IMDb. I'm I, on the IMDb. And I... I, I don't I, really know those movies, but yeah, I know his name. I, I, I know those was, movies yeah. from just like seeing him at the at Blockbuster or something. I don't know him from Bubba Hotep. <laughs> I do remember that when that movie came out, though. <laughs> Bubba Hotep. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's certainly familiar. Yeah, yeah I, I can't really, like, I don't know who they are supposed to be. I mean, I guess like a Simon and Garfunkel, but they seem too young for that. Yeah, it was not convincing that they were actually a really popular 
duo and their songs were not good but <laughs> but it was it was an enjoyable one we the, we started out with a couple of clunkers you me and the christmas trees which is danica mckellar like christmas trees were dying and she came to save them and it was the guy who the tall guy who was in the one that was like where they were like magnolia or whatever last year <laughs> Do you know what i'm talking mm, about no. and then we watched boyfriends of christmas past which is uh one we had high hopes for that didn't live up to the our expectations yeah, it was disappointing in the end. The, she wasn't the, very likable, the lead, and there wasn't like chemistry between her and the other guy, and it just wasn't as I don't know. She had like she the friend, get, her friend get. from college, who you know that's who she ends up with, and they'd obviously been in love with each other the whole time, and she has to like go, you know, she's like revisited by old boyfriends, and it helps her realize that she's really in love with this guy. Right. I remember every time she would go to bed, she would get a yeah. new like starting from her first boyfriend, and then her college boyfriend, and her first work boyfriend she would get you know yeah. visits from them at night but then i why was that happening because uh she was alone at christmas again and <laughs> something like that but to go back to you me and the christmas trees there's a bit of controversy this year in that um candace cameron beret had posted some anti-vax stuff on instagram and some other hallmark stars had liked her post they hadn't said anything anti-vax but they liked her post and danica mckellar was one of those people so oh yeah we started off with some controversy in that there's gack Oh yeah, so no. the guy, so the guy who missed, I think it was two years ago, the Hallmark Channel had a commercial that featured like a same-sex couple getting married, right. and this guy pulled it, and then he was fired. He was the president of the Hallmark Channel. He was fired. So then he went and bought the Great American Country Network or whatever. It's literally like channel thirteen hundred something on our cable, and. He bought this because if Hallmark Channel is too diverse for you, <laughs> if Hallmark Channel is too woke for you, come over here to us. And he stole a bunch of people from the Hallmark right. Channel yeah, and, yeah. and series and things like that. And so it is like the more conservative version of the Hallmark Channel, if that's possible. Because I know, and I always want to like, when we're like... You always want to watch it. I'm like, no, we're not. No. <laughs> no. Why? You're not I just want to see what else they're... What else they're... I want to see what they're offering. I want to see, you know, when I'm flipping channels and I put on i'm like oh here's another one we don't like then i go to hallmark movies and mysteries oh here's another one that we don't like <laughs> i i want to go for that you know that third option and we haven't really watched any of like the netflix well, there's plenty of yeah there's ones yet there's streaming ones there's lifetime ones there's free form there, you know there's a lot of other channels we don't need we don't need to mess with gack there's a lot. There's plenty of options. There's also like a long list of things that you need to get caught up on that aren't <laughs> bad Christmas movies. So. Uh, where- you don't. You don't. You don't need Gak in your life. <laughs> we watched a really good one called Christmas Sale. That involved a, a boat. Yeah. So where um, it's like about a boat Christmas competition or whatever, but also another one where you need to raise money to save a house. Right. They needed to win the. The, you decorate the the sailboat, yeah, and then the winner wins like twenty five thousand dollars somehow in the small town, um, and then that that twenty five thousand dollars would have gone to save the house. Yeah, and this one also had a, a bit of star power in it too. Actually, we were um, so there's a bit of star. I don't remember any stars <laughs> in this one. When you are you how. I think that's word. Okay, so I think the term star. Well, Terry O'Quinn is the father there. whose house needs to be saved, and he was, was yeah. on Lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's a yeah. known yeah. actor. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's a bit of crossover with people from the cult, the Nexium cult, and Hallmark 
movies. Um, and uh, no, I'm sorry, not with Hallmark movies, but with Battlestar Galactica. So there's a lot of actors from uh, Battlestar because of one person who's on Battlestar Galactica who's really high up in Nexium. She recruited other actors from the, her, mm-hmm. her peers yeah. to join. And so I'm always looking up when there's like, and then so there's if we made like a Venn diagram, there's like ne- there's like a circle that's Nexium people. There's a circle that's Hallmark people and in the middle is Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when a Battlestar Galactica person's on a Hallmark movie, I'm like, where they I have to look up to see if they were in in the Nexium cult. Um because it's f- some of our like favorite people. And um so Katie Sackoff is the star of this one who was one yeah. of the one a of the like face. main people yeah. in Battlestar Galactica yeah. too. And so it's her and her daughter, she's divorced. They come back to her little like Pacific Northwest boating town mm-hmm. where there's still boats even though it's winter that seems weird right i don't know i think i think maybe in the pacific northwest do you yeah. those boats stay so she comes back and her mom had always like won this boat decorating competition and so she's gonna decorate ho- hoping to win the money to save her dad's house she's gonna decorate the boat and with her like childhood best friend there's some flashbacks some good like 90s flashbacks to them and good fashion and hair um, so they end up like realizing that they love each other and figure out how to like make it work, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. So, but that one was a good one. Yeah. That I would was say a good seek one that one out. A Christmas sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we watched gingerbread miracle, which was where it was like, um, a, a like Mexican bakery and it was, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> okay. So it was a Mexican bakery and the, in the man who owned it and then his, his nephew mm-hmm. that he raised, but who was not. Hispanic at all, but he would like turn on an accent sometimes and he could yeah. like cook. It was, like I was, was we just kept waiting guy. for an explanation for why he was super white, but sort of play, like seemed to be playing a Hispanic character. Wasn't he adopted? No, his, his, he was biologically the nephew, but he, he was adopted, but because his parents had died. Oh, that's though. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, your theory was like he was adopted and then it came up that he was adopted, but it wasn't that it was yeah, that. Yeah, but he was adopted by the, fam- like yeah. the family. Yeah. yeah. So that one, that one was decent, but it was just, it was a weird choice on their part that they had this opportunity to cast a Hispanic actor and they cast the whitest guy they could find. Well, that guy had some it. acting chops. <laughs> I don't think there was anybody else out there. No one could have done it. could have done the job that he did. <laughs> to play, to go so quickly from being a corporate lawyer in New York to <laughs> running a bakery. <laughs> being so con- like convincing us. Um, we watched one, or we attempted to watch one called Next Stop Christmas. There was another one we attempted to watch, which was the one that was like Terry Hatcher and the guy from... Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Jamie, uh, whatever his name was. The yeah. The guy from Chicago. And so they were yeah. really billing it like, oh, this is such a great union. And we were like, oh, I don't think we've ever turned one off that fast. It was painful. I mean, these are all painful to some degree, but this was physically painful to watch this one. It was really bad. That was painful. But I think for the most part, they're, they're enjoyable. enjoyable because a lot of times I'll just put it on. Yeah, but well, as, they're like, enjoyable, but we're because... like, ah, and this one, we were literally like, ah, so what was so bad about that one? Oh, it was like her car broke down. She went to the grocery store and she couldn't like buy her groceries. It was just like, he was just going to work. He just, I don't know. There was just something really bleak about it and they were unlikable. And I'm just like, I can't, but it was like they, they lived, it was set in Chicago and they lived like North shore 
like this affluent white suburb or whatever, but they were having trouble like paying for their kids. Private school education was like the struggle in this one. I'm like, this is not, uh, this is gross. In most any show that we watch, you cut the cord early. <laughs> it's always a good decision. <laughs> this was clear though to cut the yeah, cord. Yeah, but one. I probably, I probably would have suffered through it. Well, so I tried suffering through Next Stop Christmas, which is the one you were really excited about, and I think you fell asleep like ten minutes into it. Where it was, um, it was Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson oh, yeah, had like yeah. we, cameos or I was small really parts excited in about it. That one, yeah, because we were seeing the promos for you know, yeah, the Back to the Future reunion. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. So she it was like a girl, who, <laughs> a girl who worked in New York who didn't want to go see her family because they were kind of a mess. And but she gets like a train ticket to go home to Yonkers, which is <laughs> weird. <laughs> and then she gets on this like creepy Christopher Lloyd puts her on a train, but it's like where she goes back in time and that she finds out that she really loves the basic white guy that was her friend or something. And I couldn't like tell any of the people apart. And I was like, I kept watching like 10 minutes at a time at the time of this one, hoping it got better. And I just eventually deleted it off the DVR. And generally that's not your, you don't like the whimsy and fantasy No, I don't like magic, but I do like going back in time and seeing like how they recreate that era Mm -hmm. though. Like there was that one and it may have even been like a lifetime one where it was, um, Sherry Appleby and she goes back in time to like find, to sit, like try to save her family or whatever, the similar thing. And that it was great, but I think it was just. I couldn't tell who was like the good guy or the bad guy. They were like too much the same. Neither were convincing of either way. Um, I didn't really like her. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that one. I tried. I tried yeah. on that one yeah. more. Terry Hatcher was a no from so, so minute one. Grading the all these Hallmark movies, what would you say would be the can't miss? Or if you were going to pick three. Just the, the first one that comes to mind is one, night, one December night. <laughs> Flawed, but I think it's. It's uh, a good watch with Peter Gallagher and Bruce yeah. Campbell. But I'd say Christmas sale and a family Christmas tree are close seconds, tied for a close second. And then forget about the others. If if Gingerbread Miracles on, watch it. And what? So what else is coming up? Because there's one that's um, Kimberly Paisley and Ashley Williams do a sister swap, and I'm that one's like on maybe this weekend, this next weekend. I'm excited for that. There's, oh, we have on the DVR that we haven't watched yet. So my favorite Hallmark movie of all time is Nine Lives of Christmas with Brandon Routh, Superman, and then the girl who's in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. it's the cat one. And they made a sequel this yeah. year. A literal sequel. Years ago is when that one is old. Yeah. And so, then, yeah, they made the sequel and called Nine Kittens of Christmas. So we need to watch We watched that. a little bit of it. Yeah, but I couldn't figure out what was going Just on. <laughs> we had a, got a little taste. Just, and Brandon Roth kind of looked old. I really haven't, you know, we're just coming off Thanksgiving where I had to catch up on all my Thanksgiving shows. Yep. And so I haven't really even looked into all the, you know, Netflix, Hulu, yeah. other options. There's a new Princess Switch. Are the Moody's back? No. That's you been, remember they had a regular season and yeah, they're done. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. When all this, all the, you know, like, here's the 75 movies that are coming out for yeah. the holiday season. I looked through them and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to watch this. I want to watch this. But sometimes it's overwhelming and you just have to be like, what's on now? This is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, absolutely. But, I mean, we're, we, you know, we're getting a late start here. So we got to, 
I mean, I know we. I think that's why we we stick to Hallmark is because when you expand to it, it's just too much beyond that. Sometimes that the Hallmark movies aren't as good. I'm familiar with about. the language of the Hallmark movies, <laughs> the yeah. rules of the yeah. Hallmark movies. Yeah. I feel like also too this year they seem to be more naturally diverse. It's not as forced. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. oh yeah, there's like the Christmas House that was like the same sex couple, and there's a, another one of those with Jonathan Bennett. Because like our TV has kind of it's kind of been tied up in that Mondays are Dancing with the Stars <laughs> for four hours. That's done now. Tuesdays are Bachelor. Yeah, that continues. In, no, the Bachelorette. Yeah. For four hours. <laughs> Then Wednesday, we finally get around to watching like with like Curb or something. That was our. But we've also been watching like tech, Texas Tech basketball, Bulls basketball, yeah, footballs, stuff like that too. I know we're Beatles for hours. <laughs> There's just not enough hours in the day. You know what I was thinking of as I was preparing for like all my Christmas watching. You know, you know, you know, like you always hassle me for liking the same, you know, like Thanksgiving episodes, like the Friends and uh, How I Met yeah. Your Mother's and the West Wings and stuff. And I get excited when you know there's a new holiday TV show to enter the canon. Because last year, I think we watched the Schitt's Creek Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was excited that to add this year the Ted Lasso oh, no. <laughs> Christmas episode will be added to the Christmas canon. We are a Ted Lasso house <laughs> divided. <laughs> I forgot about Ted. It was nice. Like you even, we got to a point where I was going to have a instead of a swearing jar, a Ted Lasso jar, where every time you talked about Ted Lasso, you put five dollars in. We could have gone to Europe with that money this Christmas, but I, you've been it, even done. You haven't been talking about it. and I forgot about it. Whenever I like need to tell you like some bad news or something that like I'm scared to tell you, I always preface it by saying like, oh, you know what, uh, you know that last episode of Ted Lasso, and then you totally check out, so then I can tell you all the bad stuff i know i'm the i'm the ted lasso villain though because everybody i know people who are listening to this are gonna be like everybody loves ted lasso i love ted lasso how can you not love ted lasso i don't know i just don't i don't like it. i think it's interesting i think i think it was that way in the first season i think that you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who hated ted lasso and i don't know if that had to do with the pandemic it came out during the pandemic and people were just looking for like a nice uplifting show to get them through because i feel the second season got a lot more criticism that there were more people that were outspoken about not liking it. So you're you're definitely not the only you're definitely not the only one. I'm sorry, I just don't like it. What can I say? I'll watch that Christmas episode alone, <laughs> much as I do every. I had to like watch Shibboleth, The West Wing on, my, <laughs> on the train on, on the your train. phone, <laughs> where it should be watched. <laughs> well, like I I wanted to like Ted Lasso, but I don't like any of those Bill Lawrence shows and right. you love them and just we just have to there's things i like that you don't like so you just have to agree to disagree on the ted lasso but i watched it like i tried watching it and i was like this is like something that comes on f- like for free on an airplane and then i was like okay i'm gonna try again and so i was on the elliptical at the gym and i was having this is like my back was hurt and i was having to do elliptical all the time and like wear a mask and it was miserable and i'm like i'm gonna watch ted lasso and i was like i hate this well, see, that, it made it so much worse yeah, that's, a, that's not a, you need to be in the proper frame of mind you can't be in a you're already in negative so good i'll you know it is good but <laughs> i know i'm sure it is there, there's a reason why everybody loves it i just personally I think it won don't an emmy it. or two <laughs> 
I just personally don't love it. Yeah. I know I'm on the wrong side of history of this. Just and that, let me be. <laughs> and, <laughs> don't make me watch. And to be honest, the uh, and it it does remind me very much of Scrubs, which I loved, but also a lot of times during Scrubs, I kind of cringed a bit, yeah. like there was some kind of corniness or you know something that, like wow, why they do why they have them do this, you know. But then like usually by the end, you know, they wrap it up really well with something emotional, and um, I did feel like the Christmas episode was a little bit corny. We. I wa- you made me watch it. I did. Yeah, I did make <laughs> when, you watch it. I did make it. It was even Christmas, and I was, <laughs> no, like, was like, this <laughs> is, mis- I'm miserable. <laughs> Maybe my, my criticism of it was because we were watching, well, I think we were watching it at the same time. I don't think, I don't think I had watched it yet. Like, I was excited that, like, oh my God, Ted Lasso has a Christmas episode. Let's watch this. And you reluctantly <laughs> gave in. To my wishes, my energy was bad. And your energy was bad, and I was like, "Yeah, I was like, it's like when you like you go to a concert and you bring a friend, you you can't concentrate on the concert because you're just worrying about if the friend likes it." All I was thinking about was, <laughs> I hope Molly likes this. Oh, this is good. I think she'll like this. Oh, this is good. And then there's a couple of times where I'm like, ooh, she, she is not, not. I know she's not liking this at all. And then the end when they sing, <laughs> Ted Lasso kind of hams it up a little bit. It was. There's others. There's, uh, <laughs> there's other shows for us to watch. So then next um, episode, we'll watch a couple. Of, we'll finish the Beatles. <laughs> By our next recording session, we'll finish the Beatles part three. That'll take us another six hours. <laughs> and then we'll watch We'll watch the kittens. Yep. And then we'll see whatever else there is. We've got a jam-packed DVR with Hallmark movies. You may have noticed the lack of production value in the this particular podcast. It's because this is a podcast, and I you know we can't you know we'd have our theme song, yeah, and then we'd have an ending song like the Ted Lasso theme. I probably would have stung on the end of this thing, but since it's a podcast, uh, it's going to be dry. Dry. We can't play a Beatles song. (laughs) Is that allowed? (laughs) That's probably cheap. not to go back to the Beatles, but the, you know who the best Beatle is? Who's the best Beatle? Billy Preston? Billy Preston. <laughs> Billy Preston is the best Beatle. And I know in, in part two, they all want... He has want... so much fun. He doesn't have any... It's a, he's a Beatle without the baggage. <laughs> and I know they want... Like, John was like, let's just have the, let's just have the fifth Beatle. Let's just get him on. Then I read something today that was like, the fifth Beatle in 1969 was heroin. And that was a bummer. <laughs> I know. I, I guess I didn't, I didn't really... F- it makes sense that john was having some i was like what's the deal with john like sometimes he's like half asleep and sometimes he's like really animated i'm like he seems really immature he seems really like there's two different versions of him and then and i mean i guess like i was just thinking he it was drugs but i wasn't thinking it was as extreme as heroin and it was heroin i'm like oh my gosh this really explains some things i should have paid attention to all those breakfast with the beatles (laughs) terry hemmert uh I would have maybe known that uh, part of the Let It Be. Process. I know because sometimes I think like, oh, we're not, we don't know enough about the Beatles to be watching this. We're not big enough Beatles fans. We don't deserve to be watching this. But I feel like we can just enjoy it for what yeah, we. I love the Beatles. We know. Beatles? You know, I like that George Harrison matches his socks to his <laughs> turtlenecks, and when he puts like the bow tie on under his shirt, and he he's he's my favorite style. Lots of good vests. Lots of good like shaggy coats yeah there's some good looks yeah some good shaggy coats. i was like looking at vests online this morning <laughs> i needed to go running and i'm like hmm men's wear vests 
<laughs> Do I need this? <laughs> I think we're the perfectly normal amount of Beatle fan. I think the Beatles fans tend to run in the crazy, yeah. you know, obsessive Beatle fandom. Yeah. And then people who don't really just care about the Beatles, but then people like us who are like, yeah, the Beatles are great. Who doesn't like the Beatles? But like, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, the track listing of the yeah. original pressing of Hard Day's Night right. or whatever. You know? Well, like my best friend growing up was a really big Beatles fan, and so we would watch all of those like early movies all the time. And so I feel like I'm familiar more with that, with like the early mid era, more than the late era, but I'm more fascinated by the late. Yeah, because up until this point, I think the only really time that we've talked about the Beatles is when we talk about Wonder It's a Wonderful Christmas Time, the Paul (laughs) McCartney Christmas, what you think is a classic, and I think is a horrible (laughs) song. I think it's my like, Ted Lasso. <laughs> I think that's like really the only time the Beatle, like any of the Beatles have come up in one of our conversations. Unless like when Paul McCartney was on with Howard Stern or something like we would talk about it. But other than that, yeah, we don't. And we have some Beatles records, which which your dad owned. I was thinking, were they like original? Yeah. Like original copies of the those Beatles? Yeah. Are they worth anything? I don't know. I see Beatles records all the time. So I think there were just like so many made yeah and bought yeah so yeah i guess they were pretty no i I feel like you see yeah you see beatles records you always see like a stacked for not beatles section yeah for not that much yeah all right we gotta stop talking about the beatles well we'll talk about more of a beatles (laughs) podcast than a christmas movie podcast i guess the next time we do a podcast we have to watch seven hours of hallmark movies right before (laughs) we do it as opposed to seven hours we have to find a hallmark movie that's three hours long (laughs) with no commercials they should do do a documentary on the making of uh one december night A documentary about making a Hallmark movie that needs to get made before another Hallmark movie comes into that space to make it. Then they they realize they're not going to get it done, so they have to move that Hallmark movie <laughs> to a different part of Canada to get it done. There's a lot yeah. of fighting. Yeah. Allison Sweeney's doing heroin. <laughs> Luke McFarlane gets mad because his ideas aren't respected. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll chat with you in a week or so. Hopefully, uh, we'll have... Less Beatles, more Hallmark. I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate the uh, the Netflix, Hulu, Paramount Plus. Maybe you need to watch a GAC on your phone on the way home and Tubi. <laughs> I don't think Tubi exists anymore. Oh, it doesn't. And see what uh, see what their offerings are. I won't, I won't do GAC. I agree with you. We should support uh, support progressive companies like Hallmark instead. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. <laughs>